What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, I sit down with Lawrence Portnoy, awesome business owner, wanting to expand and double his business, starting up that second crew, something that I'm going through right now. Uh, I'm now into the first quarter of three crews, so this was really awesome to relate to him, uh, give him some really good advice, and kind of prescribe a plan to help him get going, even though... Uh, nothing's guaranteed, especially because he does concrete coatings, which means he needs to do a lot more jobs. Uh, so this was an awesome episode. I think we can all learn from when it comes to growing and expanding. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? I'm here with Lawrence Portnoy, Performance Floors and Coatings. Um, dude, what's up, man? Welcome. I just want to first say thank you. You joined us on that liftoff uh, 2023 um you said it was pretty insightful for you yeah tanner thank you th- for having me on the pod uh you know very excited and uh you know it was it was awesome a lot of uh, a lot of good educational stuff there yeah man awesome dude so tell us a little bit about the biz i just asked you how many uh floor coding jobs you're doing you're saying you're getting about five per week it's impressive it's not easy that's 20 a month you must be uh for lack of better words balls to the wall yeah. Uh, so we've been in business for about six months now. Um, you know, we uh, we work with the service legend for marketing team, you know, with uh, Ryan and Marco and, you know, they do an awesome job on that end. Um, and, you know, really, uh, you know, we're we're, uh, we're having some growing pains and these are good growing pains. Um, I'd say, you know, the biggest thing with concrete coatings is, uh, you know, you got a job a day, really. Right? right. So, you know, when you have a, when you have one job every single day, you really have to get a good dialed in sales system. Right. You know, you got to be able to um, essentially feed your, your guys and feed your, your, your crews, you know, five days a week. That means you right. got to do about three estimates per day minimum, yep. you know, uh, just to make sure that you're able to get. So, How there. are you getting creative? Right. Like, I know that that's a little pressure. Right. I mean, a job a day is a little bit different than being able to take a breather, really. I mean, you know, hey, oh, this is a four day job, it's a five day job. Like, so so what are you doing to get creative? Because I think what you're probably doing at this point is doing sales on the spot. Yeah, uh, all the sales go on the spot. You know, we, we try and stand out from the competition. You know, I'm out of Tampa. So, you know, the Florida market, you know, um, you know, you, you, you turn and, you know, you, you lose that customer. So you really got to get them on the spot. You know, we try and stand out from other people. Uh, you know, what we really do, all of our trucks, trailers, everything's wrapped. Um, you know, we, we highlight how we use all great equipment, all great material. Um, you know, a lot of people in Florida, their concern is, um, you know, basically trust. Right. There's a lot of let's be real. There's a lot of crook contractors in Florida. And, sure. you know, we want to have the name around that, you know, over that and be the company that they trust. Uh, so we emphasize on, it. you know, we build value using drip jobs. And, you know, when they when we go there for an estimate, you know, we show them everything detailed, you know, we let them know a little bit about us. You know, we're very big on a rating on Google, you know. Um, I mean, we've been in business for six months. We have uh, 64 reviews, you know, nice. all five stars. So six months. Uh, Good for you. Yeah, the goal is really to get to about 200 by the end of the year. 
Nice. Um, that's big, you know? So I like that. Goal. I, I do all the sales appointments right now. Um, you know, I had a salesperson didn't really work out. You know, I think, you know, I couldn't figure out yet if it was my fault or his fault, you know, no one's going to care about the growth of a business more than you, bro. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of these owner operators and we want to be, you know, I want to be the op opposite of that, not an owner operator, but more of, you know, having a good business. So when we go out to a quote, right, every single customer gets a folder, a branded right. folder with everything. Love in that. It, That's beautiful. We have some flake colors in, in case they got to yep. show, you know, yep. their wives or anything like that. Uh, we got to go sure what's a concrete coating. A lot of people don't even know what this is. Wow. You know? Um, so, you know, just dialed in, you know, all kinds of stuff, um, just basically, you know, giving them options of, uh, showing them our insurance policies, right. You know, a lot of people don't even carry workers comp general liability. We provide our customers with all that and have them see it. Um, sure. so that builds a lot of trust. Um, I'd say the biggest challenge that we're having right now is getting to two crews. Um, anyone that I've talked to, it seems like that's been, that's been really the, um, the common in the coatings industry, the hardest thing to do is to get to the two crew mark. Um, I know with one crew, we're booked up all the way till mid-March, you know, so it's tough when you're doing a job a day because you got to get essentially five jobs a week, right? So now when you got to double that and get to 10 jobs a week, you really got to dial in your marketing and your sales process. Well, how many guys are on the one crew too? So here's my thought process. So I had two guys in one crew, right? You really only need two. So I hired a third one, right? Hired a third guy, even though I don't really need him, but you got to invest in it right now. That way he's all trained, ready to go. Smart. Right? But so it's then making your thought, other jobs go quicker. <laughs> correct. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saving a couple of bucks on the clock, you know? Yeah. Um, so my thought process in the meantime, while I just built up a second trailer and all the equipment, yeah. everything like that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take two guys off that crew and get them to themselves and then get a third guy in to be able to train with my lead production manager, lead and, and lead so, guy. So well, I lost you though. You said you have three guys right now currently. Yeah. All right. And then your thought is you're going to take two guys and let them start the second crew, right? No, take two guys on that one crew okay. and get them to their own crew of two guys. Cause you only really need two guys. I understand you're going to split them up. Yeah. And have them run their own crew. Well, the biggest mistake that you can you're making right now is thinking that you need five jobs right off the bat per week for this other crew. I think you got to understand it's got to be kind of like a natural progression, right? I mean, I think even if you have two jobs for that second crew, couldn't you go help out if you needed to? Well, if I'm doing, I, I'm. I'm it, could you help out if you needed to? Of course, absolutely. You got right. To so even if it's just for a, a week or two, you being a helping hand, chances are you're going to work with the guy who's the most experienced and you just might be the guy throwing the flakes or rolling it out while he's cutting. I'm just, I'm just hypothetically speaking here, but what that's going to do, it's going to help you manage the tempo because you're not going to come out of the gate in any scenario with five extra jobs. There's no way. I mean, you and I both know that it's just not going to happen yet unless you double up the marketing and you're confident in the production. Honestly speaking, when I branched to two crews in painting, this natural progression occurred. You know, obviously my initial thought was, well, one crew is doing three jobs a week. If I add another crew, then I need to make sure they have three jobs a week. Uh, no, you only need to start off with maybe two or one job a week. Get that flow going, manage two jobs at one time. If that job ends early, put that guy back with the other crew. You know what I'm saying? So I think like that's going to be a prohibitor of yours because you're seeing the tempo. 
you're seeing how many jobs you're going to need. And you're thinking, man, like, okay, well, in order for me to fully branch off, I need this many jobs. Maybe I'm, am I hitting in the right direction, Conda? Yeah, well, see, my issue with my, I, I, I'm worried that I don't want to go to my, to the guys and be like, hey, you know, my biggest thing is my confidence and it's going back to somebody and say, hey, unfortunately, I don't have work for you this week. Or well, only you're booked out till March, worst case scenario. So if you're ever going to do it, the time is now. There's Correct. never going to be this confirmation of, you know, all right, Lawrence, now's the time. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, it's never going to happen. You literally got, it's risky. Of course it's risky, but your leverage is, is that the worst possible case scenario is that the guy who you hired can still work with the other crew and you guys just bang them out more efficiently. You're paying a little more in payroll, but you know, that's not going to happen. I could tell based on your attitude toward this is that you'll find a way, you know, the, the, the second issue here is that you haven't gotten that, that, that second trailer ready to go. That's a prohibitor. So the second trailer is pretty much ready. What's missing? A generator. A generator. Yeah, yeah, right. So, okay, it's ready to go. So yeah. does the third person on the crew have a truck to pull it? He does, actually. That, that's, what, that's one of the reasons nice. I hired him, knowing ahead of time that he's got the truck, so he's going to be okay. good. So here's the deal, man. The, the beauty of this is that you set yourself up for March, which my calculation says you have 25 jobs waiting. Is that correct? If it's no, up to so what I started month? doing was I started double booking for March. So I'm already booked up until mid-March, right? So now what I'm doing is I started booking two jobs per day for March, figuring March 1st, I'm going to launch that second crew. Yeah, I mean, but you could you could do that now. You can surprise a couple customers. You could just feel what the tempo would be like. I mean, really, we're risking one hire. And ultimately, we're assuming that it's going to work. So, I mean, the risk is very low if you have the jobs. And I think if you do it now, you can, you can see if this is actually going to work before you get to March, you know, because you have the ability to grab some of those, those lingering jobs where customers are like, oh, I got to wait eight weeks, you know, and you can say, hey, you know what, actually, we can fit you in this week and just do a trial run. If you have the trailer, you have the third guy, really what you know you're missing is the fourth guy because you don't want anyone working by themselves. I made that mistake. I did an epoxy garage floor by myself. I'm an idiot. You know what happened, right? It was a freaking mess. Yeah. So is that really what's stopping you? Is that fourth hire? Um, well, it's it's worrying. It's making sure that one, I can keep up with, uh, you know, 10 jobs a week of, of selling, you know? Um, I was going to transition in the meantime to get a salesperson, you know, kind of- I told you that was the first misconception is that you need 10 jobs a week. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, I know that if I, I get it, I know where you're coming from. It's like, okay, well, I'm bringing on a fourth guy. Well, can't you pitch to that fourth guy part-time for the I first? Can, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Monday through Wednesday. You know, so you take the pressure off and Hey, you know, I'll do Monday through Wednesday. And then, you know, I may need you Thursday and Friday, but we're going to start there. You know, yeah. like, again, like set the expectations early with who you're bringing on. Cause your biggest fear is you don't want to go to someone and say, Hey man, I have no work for you. But if you just set those expectations early, you might find a retiree who loves painting. He's painted probably his whole life and just wants to be a part of a team. You don't know yeah. what's out there. You know what I'm saying? And that, yeah. that's like a world of pressure off of your shoulders, knowing that, Hey, if I only get seven jobs per week or eight jobs, as I figure out this marketing, cause there's going to be a learning curve. You're running two businesses. Now you're learning yeah. how to market for two. Everything doubles. Everything that you're doing doubles. The amount of estimates you do doubles, the amount of customers you got to deal with doubles, but this is how you get to the glory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I would set the expectations early, seek out part-time help. I believe that either you 
or you can you can pull someone off of the sidelines to be a helper on a two-man crew bro yeah yeah I mean, yeah. just to try this out. I mean, honestly, that's what I would do. Like, even if you know someone, hey, man, I need you for a few days. Do you have someone like that? More or less. Yeah. Well, he's, I got a subcontractor that, like, if we can't squeeze him in, if we can't squeeze a customer in on our schedule because we're backed up, right, yeah. and they need it done ASAP, yeah. subcontract. I mean, dude, just again, just really, this is about you, Lawrence, learning how to balance this and not having the pressure. Again, I knew what the root of this is, is that the pressure you're putting on your shoulders is five jobs a week. You cannot set that expectation. Literally, that would be like you thinking when you first started your business that you would be able to accomplish five jobs a week. That's, yeah. you know, that didn't happen. Would you have no. two, two, and then you hit three, and then you hit four, and you start doing more estimates, you invested in marketing. It's gradual. Just think of this as a new business, right? And when you first started your business, were you doing the epoxy? Absolutely. Okay. So ultimately you really didn't have that pressure of someone else. So what I'm, what my initial reaction is, you know, I know that you have estimates to do, but I know that you can balance your time in a way that makes it to where maybe you do only estimates on Thursday and Friday, and then you help out number three, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, just to make sure that you're okay with this tempo. And then you transition because the most important thing here is you actually doing it and seeing what it feels like, and then assessing whether or not it's sustainable, and then readjusting before you overcommit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Um, you know, definitely, you know, you kind of opened my eyes just now when you say you really don't need five jobs a week. You're, 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 you're right. You know, it's just more of, you know, I, I want to be able to co go to somebody and say, hey, listen, you want to come work with us? I got a full-time job for you. I got you. You know, I'll, I'll make sure that, you know, if you can commit to me, I'll commit to you. And I put that pressure on myself thinking, all right. I do too. Yeah. I know what that feels like, but yeah. it's also, if I was in your position, I'd put some feelers out for 24 hours a week. Some people right. just want to get off the sidelines. They're retired. I have some great people that have worked for me that uh, were tired, retired and just wanted to come back to work and do something with their day. It's not, you know, we're not always hiring money hungry family men that we got to provide 40 hours for, bro. I mean, that's yeah, great. Yeah. You know, it's phenomenal. Love those guys. But again, like when we're baby stepping, it's okay to present part-time opportunity. And yeah. I think the biggest thing right now is like, you're speculating, dude, let me tell you something. When you actually go all in on this, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with how you rise to the occasion, just from your attitude alone. But more importantly, you'll never go back. You won't allow yourself to go back. Like I could just yeah. tell, because I think you and I are similar in a lot of ways. I just think that once you're in it and you brought, you branched off that, that third individual, which is probably going to be your best guy, you're going to be working alongside whoever your best guy is to start up that second flow. I think you'll find that it's going to work out. And again, remember, you're already working three guys on one job. So the worst case scenario is, is, is that maybe you only put two extra jobs on a week. So you're doing seven jobs a week. But again, you can put that third guy back uh, on, the, on the other days. Well, two, you know, two of the, the main reason I hired that third person is because he was going to be the lead. So I got two experienced okay, guys cool. that are going to go out together. And then my lead, aside from the experienced guy, I was going to have somebody fill in and be his helper. Right. You know? Which I think should be you for the first two weeks. Yeah, first you think speaking. so? I definitely yeah. think so. Just for the first two weeks, get in, figure him out, right? See how he interacts with customers on his own. This is a more than just, you know, you doing it to test things out in terms of the system. But I think it gives you an opportunity to really understand how this person ticks, how they yeah. work, aside right. from having two other experienced individuals working alongside them. You know, and if yeah. you made, the, did you make this promise early on to this individual that he'd have no. this? Okay. No, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the one that has the truck. Yeah. That he's yeah. going to be a lead. How long ago did you hire him? Uh, I'd say three months. 
time's ticking. Yeah. He, he's, he's ready over, to go. He, he's he overqualified. Pull the trigger. Yeah, honestly, yeah. you have the jobs. I would, I wouldn't, I would call people th- this today, tomorrow, and Friday and prepare for work on Monday for the second crew and go yeah. get yourself a generator and start. No, you're, you're, it, that's all it is. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to go. It's not about that. And I would take your appointments, me, move them out, you know. You gave me a very good idea about doing that soft start, you know, rather than just doing five. That's what you did when you started your business, you know, and it's like, remember, just think of it like this new crew, new business. Every time that I've created a new crew, it's a new business. And it's don't set those expectations that you need to match the intensity of the first crew with the second crew. It's just not going to happen. That's crazy. It's gradual. Three months from now, you'll be right, right where that second crew is. And you'll have a nice, nice positioning. And and really, it's kind of like this. Think about this way. If, if you didn't understand how to manage money, manage a business, and you just won the lottery, how quickly would you lose that money? Very quickly. So I think it's a blessing in disguise that you go through this gradual change because there is going to be pressure. There is going to be, it's just going to happen. You're going to run into a week where leads are super slow and you're like, damn, I got to find eight freaking jobs this week. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about mindset needing to be on par Monday through Friday, like resourcefulness, all these intangibles. Very challenging, right. very challenging problem. I love it, but I think you'll you'll knock it out. Now, here's the other thing I was going to ask you. So, you know, watching that lift off and stuff like that, we know we talked a little bit about diversifying where you're putting your eggs in one, instead of putting your eggs in one basket in terms of your, your ad spend, right? Okay. So right now we're doing about $150 per day on Facebook, you know, and that's about right for concrete coatings. You really got to really spend a lot of money at marketing. I don't know if that's a lot compared to, you know, what you do. Um, but you know, we do about 150 bucks a day on Facebook. So we're thinking about kind of splitting that up and going a little bit of a direction of Google ads, you know, maybe doing, um, 60, 70 bucks a day on Google ads and 60, $70 per day. How much are you generating right now in in revenue on a monthly basis? Say about 60 to 70,000. Okay. I mean, if you look at a 10% cost to marketing, which is high, you know, $6,500 $6,500 a month goes to marketing. I'm sure that's about where you are if you're paying uh, someone to oversee the marketing. So you're probably spending about six grand a month on marketing somewhere about around that, yeah. that ballpark. Six to seven, uh, yeah. Well, think about it this way, right? So if one crew is producing that, the goal of a second crew should be what? Same, the same thing same as that. Thing, right? Yeah. So double it. So you're at 120000 a month. And you're probably yeah. going to relax there for a good year and a half. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, you're probably going to relax there. So again, you know, if six grand a month is helping you sustain the first business, I'm using this term so we can solidify these principles, then mm-hmm. guess what you need to do? Take another six grand to sustain the second business. Honestly, in your brain, you need to think that you're starting a new brand and you just want to match the same level of intensity sales. Everything needs to double. So to be honest with you, do you need to scale back from Facebook to allocate money to Google? That makes no sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's already keeping you, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's keeping you guys afloat. You feel confident. Every time I talk to you about it, you love it. It's bringing yeah. you leads, right? They're doing a great yeah. job, whatever they're Absolutely. doing. Okay. So why would we change that? Now, I think when it comes to marketing, would it make sense to double Facebook to sustain this crew? Possibly in the beginning right? We don't want to do the last thing you need is a learning curve right now. When you're trying to start a second crew, you don't, you want to keep everything the same. If you honestly think that you input more money into Facebook and you'll get more results. Do you believe that? 
if you put in more money into Facebook, you'll get more results. If, in other words, if you add more money to what you're already putting into Facebook, do you honestly believe that you'll get more results than what you're getting now? Yeah. Then don't change it, especially when you're making a transition to a new crew. But I right. believe that as a whole, marketing should be looked at in a way of, you know, you know how I'm telling you that these are two separate businesses. Okay. That's on the production level and sales level. But when it comes to marketing, there's an umbrella, right? So I believe that it should be a, maybe a three month strategy to keep doing what you're doing because you don't want anything to affect what you now believe as an effective system. Do you understand? Like, cause if you just pivot to Google, well, guess what? There's there's a curve that you're going to have to go through where, you know, you have to navigate the ads. You don't know if they're going to work. Google doesn't even really recognize concrete coatings as a service, right? Correct. Does it? Do you know about that? Yeah. So you already have a little bit of a negative there. Okay. But I believe eventually what you should do is you should allocate that new $6,000 for that new business and then split that up and try Google. And when you get to a point where you can try things, right? Yeah. Where the lead flow is coming in naturally, you're getting some organic leads and you can start trying things. That's when I believe you should diversify. But right now what's working is working. And you don't want to make a major change like that when you're transitioning into a second group. Yeah. I mean, well, on the other hand is how do you know it's not going to work a lot better than Facebook? You don't, but that's what I'm saying. Now's not the time to test it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's times to test things and there's times not to. You know, I'm just saying right now and in, in the midst within the first three months of starting this crew, you just want to double down on what's working. So the last thing you need to worry about is how many estimates you're going to be doing rather than focusing on how to sell it, pr produce it, manage it, and then where your leads are coming from. Do you know what I'm, you know what I mean? Right. There's right. just a time and a place for that. And I don't think right now within the first too three many, months. Too many, uh, too many different obstacles. Too many, too many different, different obstacles. Things. Now, listen, I mean. Unless you met the reason I'm saying this is because you're saying that you want to take some away from what you're currently doing. That's what you told me. Right. Well, I was going to diversify it and see, you know, just split it up, not take right. away. Well, you are taking, well, in a sense, I know what you mean. You're, you're splitting it up, but in other words, like you are taking it away. Cause if you remove something that's working, then we don't know if it's going to work the same. And right now that's, what's keeping you alive. You yeah. know, that's your breadwinner right there. So I wouldn't change that, you know, but I would say if you can afford it now, without the other crew generating another 40, 50 grand for you, then, you know, if you want to allocate that new money to something else, then sure. But just, you can't really expect the same results unless you go through a period of time where you get some feedback, right? So you might have to go through that for, for, for three months to see if Google ads is going to generate income for you. Right. Um, but you just know that this works, you know? So my, my vote is to keep things exactly how they are until you actually have a good system in place of production, then, then, then branch out and say, Hey, I want to move some money over here, you know, see if we can get some, you know, and then diversify that. Are you using yeah, Angie? I mean, this is a long time any, coming. You, you getting any sorry? Angie? Are you using Angie leads at all or any of no. the services? No. Have you used no. them before? Yeah. You know, you know, Angie's not bad. You know, what we like about, what I like about it is you got to look at the big picture, you know? So if you get, let's say if you get 20, you know, leads from Angie, right? And yeah, those, you know, 15 of them, you don't close and you spend a hundred bucks in that lead, right? But five of them you close, it's going to make up for that 15 that you didn't close, sure. you know? So it, it's a numbers game. Um, you know, the only the only thing with, with Angie that we, you know, kind of hasn't been really working for us. I mean, if you don't contact them in the first minutes, you know, you're out. But you've never used them with drip jobs. So we integrate with them and sends them a text message and email in seconds. How does it work? Phenomenal.
I'm, yeah. I get leads all the time and they book themselves. So as soon as that lead comes through, gets a, they get a text message, they get an email. In that text message and email is a button or a link. In that link or button is our booking form. And then from there, I have a, I have an appointment request. Now, probably 70% of the time, they do it on their own. Of course, I yeah. follow up with phone calls, but... You know, again, like diversifying, personally speaking, just I would I would do that now in addition to what you're doing. That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, because you can I would do that now. That. Just again, this is just a little supplement. Again, you know, disclaimer here. Angie Leeds is, you know, the leads are too pretty expensive, but guess what? These are people we're talking about. I don't care where they come from. I'm not biased. I don't care about the brand. As long as they generate me people and I can see that they're opening up my emails, that's a human that's living and breathing that potentially wants a job done. From that point forward, that's up to you, Lawrence, to convert that to an opportunity. But again, yeah. that's a quick way without hiring, you know, or having a team, you know, generate Google for you. Again, that's a long-term strategy. And I'm sure your Google listing is pretty good. So, you know. Well, that's why we're investing into, you know, a lot of people don't realize how important those reviews are, Tanner. I mean, so, you know that, you know, because it's your online presence. It's it's social proof. Like, you know, you go, to, you know, how many times I've been on an estimate and somebody goes, Hey, you know what? I got three quotes. You are the highest one, but the reason I'm going with you is because of your reviews, right? It, it pays for itself. And if you're not, if you're not getting those good Google reviews, you know, that's you're, you're missing a lot of opportunity. I love it. 68 reviews in six months. I mean, it's phenomenal. You guys do yeah. great, work, but you got to look at the big picture. These bigger companies don't care where they get their marketing from. Like they'll, they, they pull the trigger on everything, try it out, get results. If they don't get results, they move on. You know, maybe they revisit it you know, and then they try again. So let me ask you this. How do these companies monitor, you know, their belt on their, their results, you know, like you can have way better results. If you use Angie's list, if you got 300 reviews on there, right. You're going to get a better, you're going to get a better, you're going to die. Yeah. If you really dial in on it and yeah. use it for marketing, you're going to do Bro, well. I mean, I think, dude, you know, I look at it like from the perspective of how good are you at converting a lead to an appointment? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the U factor, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, drip job is going to help, but there's times where I'll call leads and just win them over and say, Hey, Oh, I'm not ready. I wasn't, I didn't need a quote. I, I said, that's all right. Well, we're going to be in the area. It's free. It'll take about 15 minutes and my quote will help you budget. You know, at least you'll have a, a real number. So when you are ready, you know, like I can, you know, you got to be good at that. And then guess what? I get there and then I'm closing a job, you know I mean? That like, that's the, the mindset. So for you, Again, man, like you're on a growth path right now, you know, and I think uh, anything helps, you know, not straying you away from Google. If anyone's not, I love Google. I think it's amazing what it can do for you. But, you know, again, Angie Lee's is quick. It gives you a little supplement, maybe to make you feel as though you have just something else generating mm -hmm. that because maybe you're looking at your current lead flow and thinking, man, like, I know I need a little bit more. Try that. There's your trial period. Give them two months of your time. Buy a bunch of leads from them. See if they convert. If they don't, you know, pause them, maybe try again in six to eight months, maybe switch to Google. I mean, again, this is just testing, testing, testing. Every year it changes. Yeah. So my other thought too was, and, and you'll be able to relate with this, you live in Ocala, so you're a retiree central. I mean, you got, you got the, the villages there, you got Leesburg, you got, that's, sure. that's HOA community, gated community, retirement central. So my thought is same here in Tampa, you know, I mean, there's areas, of course, you know, right. in, in Lando Lakes, Odessa, you know, Wesley Chapel. Um, 
What do you think of dope marketing and, and you know, kind of going out with the postcards? Because the, the, a lot of these old school people, right, they, they're, they're stuck in their ways, you know. They, they might want to get it done, but they don't even know how to look on Google. They don't I mean, know how to find you. I'll be honest, man. I've been running postcards for the last month, and I haven't gotten one phone call yet. You yeah. Know? I'm honest. I mean, I have no problem saying that. I mean, I'm waiting for that phone to ring from people who get my postcards. So, you know, of course, I think it's valuable. But again, you heard my speech. People are changing the way they're buying. Like, yeah. okay, generally speaking, is it a good idea to send a postcard to somebody and create awareness? Sure. Are we shooting blanks here on hoping that people have budgeted, thought about, and are ready to paint or are interested? Possibly. I mean, it's, it's kind of random. Even though we're targeting neighbors, you know, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm more of a proponent of fielding softballs. You know, yeah. people that are ready to go. I mean, I think it's a better investment. I mean, sure. Like, is that a supplement? I'm not really impressed right now with my results. Now, maybe I'm different. I don't know. Maybe my people don't like, I don't know, don't like the mail. I don't know. I'm just right now, I've been using it for a month. Haven't gotten one lead yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's tough to say. So a good friend of both of ours, Russell Peach, you know, I, I talk to him all the yep. time. And he said he's been getting a few results from it. Um, I'm sure, you know, I, it's tough. It depends on the area. I, you got to get lucky. You got to hope that somebody that's interested or you created interest. Now, I will say that it's not just about getting the lead. It's about creating awareness. If they see your postcard in the mail. Oh, okay. Premium painting when I'm ready, maybe they put it on their fridge. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I have committed to at least six months of doing it. So mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe after month three, if we do 50 postcards for every single person that we finish a job for maybe month three, the compound effect will kick in. So that's the thing with disciplined marketing is like, dude, if you set out to do something, Hey, listen, I'll be honestly, it's been a month. I haven't gotten anything. It's still January. So maybe in March that phone will start ringing and say, Hey, I got your postcard. Hey, I got your postcard. So I don't know. I'm just trying it out. Right. Right. Now let's talk about something um, that a lot of people question performance pay, right? Instead of paying employees hourly, you know, what's your thought on performance play? For example, right? Hey, you get hypothetically 20 bucks an hour. If you get a review, you get an extra, uh, you know, 50 bucks gets split between the crew. If you get a review right on the spot, uh, no callbacks for 30 days, you know, 30 days from whatever we installed is an additional, you know, $150 bonus at the end of the month. Um, you know, just basically, uh, you know, getting the job done, you know, by five o'clock every single day, you know, these are hypothetical, you know, sure. thoughts. What, what do you think of that? You know, if you can track it and monitor it and there's an integrity system behind it, you know, go for it. There's nothing wrong with giving people more money. Um, from my personal experience, you know, I think the review one is probably the, the most easy one. It's, it's, it's the fun one, right? I think the, the, the hard part about performance pay is that, you know, good performance is expected. <laughs> like, I mean, it, like, we're, like it's expected to not get callbacks. You're expected to do such a good job, you know, and present yourself in such a way that you get a good review. Maybe an incentive is encouraging the customer to leave a review, right? Cool. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just think that if you create a performance-based bonus structure, you know, what's the norm if hitting a performance goal you know, that's why performance goals aren't really, I wouldn't think they're common. I think, um, uh, in terms of performance, like more so, uh, I'm losing 
the, the wording I want to use, but more so uh, performance in terms of costs, because it's trackable. It's something that they can control too. So in other words, if I went to my crew and said, Hey, my crew manager, I said, Hey, you know, we bid this job at 47% profit margin. Okay. Anything over that you get a percentage of, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's kind of, because it's like, as the business, what you do is you create, you know, a margin and you say, okay, well, here's how I'm pricing the job. I'm giving you my best case scenario. And if the crew leader does a great job of finishing sooner and beats that margin, then maybe they should be, you know, uh, incentivized for that. And I think the only way to really do that is to have a, a really good job costing system in place. So you can right. make sure that you're tracking all that stuff. And that's why I love it. Do you have any salespeople? No, no. So you do all I have the an sales. estimator. I have an estimator. Es estimator. Yeah. So how do you, do you, do you monitor like, you know, his day-to-day, -day, you know, like do you follow up with the customers when he's done? Like what's, what's he your. He has a very limited role, man. He, you know, I have, I, so what I do is, and, and I've transitioned early on this year, I'm doing estimates on Mondays. So I'm going out, I'm cherry picking four or five estimate requests that I want to go out and do really to kind of just stimulate our job cycle. Cause I have three crews now, so I needed to kind of kick it into gear. Um, and then the rest of the week, any estimates that come in, he goes out, takes photos, gets measurements, uploads them into, you know, our company cam. And then from there, I just, you know, call, send out the quotes um, from the office, dude. So I keep it very lean, very simple, but it, it works. I mean, I, I try to commission salesperson, um, which, you know, may come later this year, but where we were, it just didn't make sense. So what's your thought about that, about having a salesperson? I mean, and, and more of a salesperson rather than an estimator that gets commission on your jobs. I mean, do you, is it something that I mean, giving away 10% of a job is, is pretty significant. Right. And especially if they're not closing on the spot. So in other words, if I have a salesperson, you know, he better be following up, he better be generating his own business, you know, and there needs to be pricing for all that. Like, in other words, like I, when I had my salesperson, you know, I created a system where, Hey, you generate your own lead and that lead converts to a sale. You get a higher percentage, right? Cause we didn't have to do anything. You found the lead, you marketed, you, you did all that. So, and then there'd be another, um, tier of like, okay, well you closed it on the spot. So you get a higher percentage, but if you leave that house and I have follow-ups that are going out and in that follow-ups, a discount, and they hired me off of that follow-up while you were watching TV, then I don't think you should get a 10% commission. I mean, yeah, you went out there and you shook a hand, but you didn't sell it. Right. Um, and that creates a lot of like, you know, friction. friction, right? So that was hard. And then the fact that, you know, when I did bring on a salesperson, I only had two crews. Now in the painting space, when you have two crews, you only need five jobs a week, you know? So in other words, there was only a certain amount of jobs he could sell to make sure that, you know, so there would be jobs, there'd be uh, customers that I would send him to and they were like, Hey, I need my job done within two weeks. And then he'd call me and say, Hey, can we get this done in two weeks? I'm like, no way. We're 30 days out. And then he would get upset because he can't sell anything and he can't make money. So it's like, there's a certain threshold that I think maybe after 1.5 million for at least the painting business. And in your, in your business, it works because you can do a lot of jobs, right? So every business is different. I think you would be ready for one way sooner than I would. I see. Yeah. So eventually, you know, that's got to be the, that, that's got to be the goal when you got full two full-time. But here's the deal though, you know, you're gambling and you're hoping that he maximizes the opportunity. Like, bro, again, like I told you, what is the first thing I told you when we got on this call? No, one's going to care more about the growth of your business than you. 
unless they have a vested interest in your business. Maybe you make them a partner, you know, like where they know that the success of the business depends on their output. So what I would be concerned about is that if you did this too early, you know, you need to understand in order to set a standard or set a threshold of what's expected of someone, you need to go through it to see what your output is and what your results are. So in other words, you need to identify, Lawrence, what you can produce with X amount of leads. And then you monitor that and say, okay, well, for this month, I got 30 leads. My closing ratio on those leads was 75%. Okay. Then you do it another month and you say, okay, that's going to be your company threshold, right? So when you present this to a salesperson, you bring one on, if you don't set expectations early of saying, hey, here's the deal. Your quota is 75% closing ratio. I was able to do it. You should be able to do it. You know what I'm saying? But if right. you don't, if you don't have that, then you're, you're already, you're already, you know, set up for failure really, because if there's no threshold that you didn't set and you don't know what that is, cause you're going into two crews. So mm-hmm. you need to monitor that first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right now we're working on, you know, at least if I'm going to be doing more estimates, you know, and raising the marketing budget a little bit, um, you know, kind of going out and planning out the day in certain areas, you right. know, that, that's what you kind of got to do. Um, you know, when you're, when you're doing the sales yourself and, and you're, you know, you're doing it at a, at a, at a high level where you're doing, you know, right. say 30 estimates a week, right. you, know, you really need to dial in and make sure that, Hey, one day I'm up North next day, I'm down South. Another day I'm right. this County, that County. So, you know, a couple of things to kind of uh, note, note there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, route planning important. Yeah, but I, I definitely I, I do appreciate your your uh, your advice there. That's going to make sense, and I think I'm going to go through with that. Is uh, you know you really don't need five you don't need five jobs every single day. Comes March, you know you, you know when you want to start that second crew. Well, maybe maybe you you'll get to that by March. But it's like, dude, go through the growing pain, pains when you have a hedge um, against the risk. And right now you do. This guy's already on your staff. You're already happy with three guys working on a job. You know, like it is what it is right now. And it's like, you have no risk right now. If you don't, the risk happens when you bring another human in like that you're responsible for. Right. Right. Like that's, that's literally the biggest risk you have right now. That's what's causing you to come on this is to like figure out how to navigate that. So we came up with a few solutions. Number one, which is the lowest possible risk for you is for you to work alongside guy number three, as you begin the process of starting the second job. Now, the the second tier to that is hiring a part-timer to work alongside guy number three, as you learn how to get five jobs. I mean, so in other words, we've created two possible outcomes that will get you to the end result very quickly. Yeah. So, and you can do them. That sounds sounds good. We're going to go through with that and, uh, you know, kind of dial in on that. Right on, bro. Well, anything else? We good for right now? Listen, I appreciate it. It's awesome. It's uh, it's, it's a pleasure. And uh, thank you for having me on the pod. Good luck. Yeah. Thank you. Please come back in March. Tell me what happened, please. I got to know. You got it. All right, man. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to that business breakthrough. So uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to transition this episode to a testimonial. That's right. So uh, one of our awesome drip jobs users was kind enough to do a short testimonial for us. I asked him some questions that I'm sure a lot of us have about what drip jobs is. Is it valuable? So if you would like to sit and listen to this, I'd appreciate it. You can sit, hang around and hear what one of our very happy clients has to say about drip jobs for his business. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Mark Bradford. Okay, first of all, let me start with this. You were one of the most skeptical people to ever use Drip Jobs. 
what's changed, man? Do you like it? Was it worth it? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing is like the return on investment is like instant. As soon as you integrate it with, um, you know, the stuff that you already have in place. Um, you know, I linked it with my website, uh, with my get a, get a, uh, request a quote button. And it's just every, I mean, every phone call that I get, uh, for, you know, customers requesting an estimate, uh, I just redirect them to the website and drip jobs takes over from there. Love it. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, definitely been a game changer. Um, I'm still learning some of the aspects of it. Um, you know, and I think it's, you know, it's great that there's new and updated features uh, coming in all the time. So and I'm definitely yeah. excited for the Google Calendar when that comes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely, it's, it's made Good, a huge man. difference. Good. Absolutely. So, yeah, that, that was one of the things is because you and I had spoke before and you weren't sure if, you know, because sometimes it might feel like Drip Drops is too big, right? Because I know that you kind of do your own thing. Are you still, you know, solo? Um, well, I do have a couple full-time guys and a part-time guy. So, okay. you oh, know, cool. it's, right. yeah, it's, um, we're definitely growing, um, you know, so we want to use, you know, whatever's appropriate as we grow. And I yeah. think that growing you know, into it. Jobs, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's, there's still some features of drip jobs that I don't utilize yet, but that's just because I need to take the time to really fine tune them tweak them absolutely um so i still use every part of it it's just um there's there's some parts of my my old estimating process that work in tandem yep um you know so eventually we'll be merging that um so like i said it's just you know it's a fine-tuning so so you got so a couple things you mentioned the booking link and i just want to make sure you know this i know you're directing people to go to your website but we added a button on the bottom menu, uh, it says new request. Have you seen that on the drip jobs app? Um, that I don't know that I've seen that. No, you got to check it out. So if someone calls you, you hit that button and you just punch in their phone number and it sends them the link. So you don't have to say, Hey, go to the website. You just hit that button, put in their phone number. And then just like that, they get the link to fill out the form. Oh, even better. Yeah. So save a step there. So you've been um, using it now for, I think, two months. We reached out to you because you're killing it. Um, just curious in terms of the you've been sending proposals. Have people been responding to the automated messages? Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, uh, getting on to the drip jobs, um, drips and getting to scheduling has been very quick. Um, so honestly, most of the responses that I've been getting through the automated, uh, responses have been like, um, just because I proposal mostly after I send the proposal and, you know, um, so I, I've gotten maybe one or two where they were kind of on the fence and the automated email helped sway them over to the side. Yeah. So, um, but for the most part, it's, you know, a lot of them have been just, I go out, do the estimate, um, you know, and they want to get on the schedule within the next couple of days. So, huge, huge, um, man. yeah, absolutely. So, so overall, would you say, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy, you know, software can be pretty crazy. I mean, we'll, one of our focuses as a company is to like, try to make it as simple as possible for you to get in, do what you need to do and get out. Do you feel as though, like, you know, it's pretty easy to navigate and use? I think once you spend a good day, day and a half with it, 
it's yeah you you can jump right in as long as you're you know somewhat computer savvy absolutely yeah so it's yeah it's getting and it's getting more user friendly i feel like yeah yeah did uh, you notice we started putting the uh the lead sources there on the yeah on the deal cards yeah that's great (laughs) yeah just being able to see where people come from right yeah and the customers (laughs) have been using it too yeah yeah well we forced them to on that yeah. form. <laughs> yeah. I wondered because it just started all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah. oh, word of mouth, cool. Yeah, yeah. word of mouth. Okay. And you know what? Gen generally people are really honest on there, um, yeah. which is cool. You know, it's yeah. not like you know, they just like pick whichever one because I'll kind yeah. of follow up. So I'm like, how'd you hear about it? It's just to see if they lied. You know, yeah. I was like, all right, that matches with what you put. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. I got data that I need to look at, ladies. So make sure you're 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 correct here. <laughs> Um, right. No, that's exactly. awesome, man. So just last thing, man, I always like to end with this on one of these is you were on the fence more than, like I said, anyone, I think you tried it and then you didn't use it. And then I think Mike gave you a kick in the butt and I was like, dude, give yeah. it a try. We sat down. If you uh, could reach, if you could talk to somebody that's on the fence, maybe just doesn't have a good system or has their own system and they're thinking about drip jobs. What's one thing you would say to them, you know, uh, to, to sway them? I would say, I mean, you're not, you're not locked in, um, you know, and it, like I said before, the return on investments immediate, if you have a decent, if you can present yourself well to the customer, drip jobs will do the rest. Boom. That's, that's it. You know, Love keep it, it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Mark, yeah. you're the man continue, continued success for you, my friend. I see that you're growing and uh, I think it's only up from here. I appreciate your time, man. This was 100% voluntary on your part, bro. And it means a lot. You took time out of your day to do it. So thanks, man. Thanks a lot, Tanner.